Okay, to the few listeners who do listen to this podcast every week, I'm sorry. I've been neglecting my duties of publishing and putting out podcasts every week for a couple weeks now. But I promise I'll get back to the swing of things. I kind of have an excuse. Um, Last week was my birthday on September 16th. Uh, I turned 25, which I'm getting used to. I I have an ambivalent outlook on growing older that I have to work on. But uh, anyways, I decided that on my birthday, uh, my present to myself was going to be to interview my friend, Chris. And I've known Chris for about five months now, five months now. Um, If you listen to the podcast with Ryan, Ryan's our mutual friend. We met in Seoul and instantly we hit it off. You know, I've only known Chris for five months, but the first time we met each other, it was back and forth conversations. And uh, when Chris isn't teaching English in Korea, like myself, or getting tattoos, uh, he's working on an album, actually. I forgot to mention that he's an accomplished musician. Uh, When he isn't writing for himself, he's dabbled many times with writing scores for indie films back in the U.S. And I sat down with Chris to talk about his transition to Korea from the U.S.A. and his creative process for making music as he's making a new album now. So without further ado, let's have a listen. And one more thing, I forgot to mention that the Chris's podcast is now available on iTunes. And also the music for today is was made by Chris. Um, both the intro and outro are made by him. They're very good songs. So without further ado, again, let's have a listen. virtual reality like camera to do the whole 360 that's the is a whole nother thing yeah samsung one samsung does the headset it does the uh camera too but i think the camera i don't know if it's out yet but it costs a lot of money i presume the headsets are pretty cheap i would i would imagine it's pretty expensive to get the camera i did like a yeah but if it's cheap i'll do like a 360 360 podcast experience i could be the first one I don't think I st- people still wouldn't listen, but at least I'll be the first one. I, I can say I'm the first one. I'm the first one to do it. Because <clears throat> no one listens to this. They might just listen. I, I don't know. I'd check it out if I heard that. Be like, listen, and they'd be like, you know what? His topics aren't that. They're pretty interesting. They're pretty interesting and they're varied. <laughs> <laughs> what it is an informed individual with interesting and varied topics? I'm going to tune in next week. Right? Especially with this 360 experience. But Anyways, uh, welcome to the... Chris's podcast. Uh, I'm your host Cameron, and today I'm with my good friend Chris. I don't want to say your last name just because. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I should have. I appreciate that. There. I'm with Chris and Fernando X again. If you remember him from past episodes. Um, so how are you, Chris? I'm good, man. I'm good. Pretty We're good. on the eve of your birthday right now. Yeah, I got um, birthday's at 1:30 p.m. But yeah, very happy. If I was gonna be a sunny day today, but it's okay. Nah. I'm not gonna get that down. It might happen later, man. I, I feel like it's gonna come out after this rain. Uh, hopefully. But we're in your apartment right now. Really nice 
Pretty nice scenery of Busan. I like it a lot. Yeah, welcome back. Nice, yeah. So, uh, I guess let's get into it. Um, so, I always ask everybody, where are you from? That's the first answer I ask. Um, I'm from, I'd say, the southeast of America. Uh, the last city I was living in for a while was Tallahassee, Florida. Mm-hmm. But I've been moving and living all around the southeast. That's good. And what do you think about Florida? Because everybody else who isn't from Florida, we have like a... Florida's weird. Yeah, no, dude. It's a lot. It's, it's a lot to take in in one small, in one little peninsula. There's like a lot of culture. No, nah, I feel like anytime you tell someone you're from Florida, like they're either they're just like, oh, either that reaction or they're just like kind of like like damn, like surprised that you're still alive. You know, like oh, you didn't get eaten by a gator, like shot by somebody yet. But it's it's not really like that. Like when you get there, you're like, oh, this is kind of like it's kind of like trashy California is how it feels to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Good and like um. Since you're a musician, or we're getting to that a little bit later, did like Florida shape the when you were when you lived in Florida? Did that shape your musical, your musical like eclecticness and interest. Yeah, I mean to yeah, I mean like your location always has like something to to do with like your like experience, your influences. Um, yeah, I would definitely say that you know playing in bands like I went to college there, so like that of course like in itself was like a major turning point for me. Mm-hmm. Did you go to FSU, Florida State? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so and that's Tallahassee. Like, does Tallahassee have a good um have an interesting like uh, music scene? It's it's been on and off, man. I'd say recently it's in a bit of a lull. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, the cool thing about Tallahassee as far as music is is like there's always been, like, a lot of diversity in it. Um, They've always had, like, a huge, like, of course, like, DIY punk and hardcore scene. And recently there's been, like, some good funk bands that came out of there. When I was going to school there, there was, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, I don't know, like, college radio bands, I would say. You know, like, the kind of bands you only hear on college radio. Um, There was this band called The Ums that I really liked who had like a They Might Be Giants kind of vibe going on. That's where. And I was like, you don't really hear that that much anymore, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, everybody's like trying to do like, I don't know, something like, that's like outwardly cool. Like EDM trap music. Yeah, yeah, dude. And there was a huge like moment of that too. There was like a huge like trap bubble that happened in Tallahassee, you know? Like, yeah. But no, it's always had like a good diversity, you know. But mm. there's some quiet spells where it's like, man, like what's happening, you know? Like these shows, like just like disappeared all of a sudden. Yeah. Because it's a college town, so like when a shitload of people graduate, like they move to big cities and then it's over. Mm-hmm. And um, when did you like? So was it this time when you're in like when you were at university that you got interested in music, making music, or did you do it like when you were early teens? Yeah, early on, man. Okay. Early on. Yeah, I remember like just listening to albums like when I was a kid and you just like lay in your room you get like a CD for Christmas or something you'd be mm-hmm. listening on headphones you're like oh shit like where are all these sounds coming from you know like I was so like interested in like how they even recorded the yeah. sounds and um, yeah that just stemmed from like you get in bands in like middle school and high school and you're like dude like I've got like a tape recorder so we could just like record ourselves and mm-hmm. see how it sounds and like from there you know it's like then you get like a four track tape recorder and then like maybe a digital one then it was Pro Tools yeah. so you just kind of like build up on it were you always with Pro Tools did you ever do like um, Fruity Loops or uh, what's the other one Fruity Loops Pro Tools and the Ableton, Ableton. Ableton. yeah uh, dude it was kind of like 
if it wasn't on tape, it was Pro Tools, man. Mm-hmm. I just knew that like that's what a lot of people used, and I didn't know shit about it when I first started. But it was sometime in high school I got like my first laptop computer, and I was like, dude, I need to get. I, I gotta get Pro Tools because that's what everybody okay, uses. Yeah. So I just like learned. I've used other shit since then, but yeah, it's always been Pro Tools, man. Nice. It's just like everyone everyone uses it, you know. So it's like easy. Is it almost is it still the standard or is it for sure? Yeah, it's like a lot of DJs and like people who like produce electronic music use Ableton now. Um, the workflow is just a little bit different in it. It's mm-hmm. easier for like composing, but if you're recording like voices or instruments like real tracks mm-hmm. it's always been pro tools, pro tools. nice and anyway, when you're in high school did you have any bands or any yeah. oh yeah dude yeah always oh yeah. what punk oriented or uh no at that time dude it's like i mean yeah there was like aspects of punk but where i grew up in florida like uh was pensacola which is like a weird fucking part of Florida. It's like basically like the end of Florida right before you get to like Alabama. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude. So it was like super Southern there, but it's also a beach town. So at my high school, you had like the skater, surfer, hippie kids mixed with like the kind of like redneck jocks and shit. So like everybody's music they were listening to is like, it's like that shit like, sublime and like you know like 311 311 yeah. yeah dude yeah all that shit and we didn't really listen to, like me and my friends really didn't listen to that so that was what was weird is like no one really wanted to come see our shows mm-hmm. because we were listening to like like tool and like yeah. heart like more like grunge and harder music uh-huh. um you know teenage angst type shit yeah but yeah i was always in and out of bands playing with different guys but there was always like a core group of us you know like the drummer would change or like the bass player would start dating some chick you know and like he's like oh i can't make it to practice so you find a new guy Mm -hmm. until they break up and then he comes back rotating yeah rotating yeah dude that's awesome and um well your first mixtape was what slow dream run oh yeah that was in 2002 that was your first like ever released for for me solo yeah solo okay for me solo because i it was always like band oriented Mm -hmm. and then when i was in music school i was recording like all my friends bands and i had like recorded shit until then but like i hadn't really like released anything and that's what i realized is like i was like damn i have like i was going through my hard drives and i was like i have all these tracks that i've like done myself yeah and i've just like always been focused on like releasing other people's shit like helping them get like their stuff recorded and I was like, I think it's time for me to make like a little like compilation. Yeah, and this and Slow Dream Run was like a remix of a uh, what what it was a, a remix of a Tallahassee group. Oh, uh, there yeah, there's one of the tracks on that tape is mm-hmm. a remix of my friend's band. Okay. Um. God, what were they called at the time? They oh, were black, was it or the Black Hawk and the Night Drivers? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, Black Hawk and the Night Drivers. Yeah, I did yeah. my research. I did research. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> you remember that, and I don't. Yeah, that was I used to play in this band in college called Galvedon, mm-hmm. and um, they we all we broke up and like some members moved and then somehow like they all reconvened in Central Florida. Yeah, like I want to say I don't know where they live now, like Jupiter, like somewhere around there, West Palm, mm-hmm. um, and they all like got back together. And then I heard that track and it's I, don't know, I had like a like a Tom Petty kind of vibe to it, you know. <laughs> but like it was dark. The lyrics are dark, dude. Mm-hmm. And I was like. This would sound cool if it was like 
really like sparse and electronic and had like kind of like an ominous vibe going behind it so i just hit them up i was like can i get all the all the stems like all the separated tracks and do a remix of it and they were down for it and like okay so i heard that first that was the first thing i heard from you and compared to the other scores for the other scores you release for films it's very different it's more um like uh synth synth electronic based yeah um was that is that something you want to go into more or was that just you just experimenting I would just say like pure experimentation. Yeah. Like at that time in my life, I was listening to a lot more like synth-driven music. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, let me see what I can do. Like I was always interested in the different sounds you could get with synthesizers. Like, dude, they've done like everything from like video game sounds to a lot of horror movie music, which I was really into. Yeah. Um, then of course like EDM blew up. So mm-hmm. I, you know. So yeah, I was just like, let me see what I can do with this. That try to make something that doesn't sound like EDM, EDM. but still uses synths. Mm-hmm. And was this, like, um, with this mixtape, was this what got you into, people got to know your name and, like, you doing, and got you into the door of, like, scoring for indie films, or? Uh, y- yes and no. It was a way to show, like, directors who were interested in working with me, like, something I had done. Because they're, the, you know, they're like, well, okay, I know you record music, but you have all these albums that you've recorded for other people mm-hmm. that I've played on, but it's not like just me composing. Yeah. So yeah, it was like, it just kind of like by chance happened that right after I released that, I met uh, my buddy Joe Black, who's a director out in LA now. And he, he heard that and he was like, okay, he's like, you know, like this isn't really the vibe I want for my movie, but now I hear what you've done. So here's what we got. Yeah. And that's why like all the movie scores are so different is cause like each one is like, it's got its own theme. It's got its own feel it needs. Mm-hmm. So it's always like we sit down and we talk about how do you want this to sound? They usually show me like a playlist of like, mu- like temp music that they put in the film. They're like, I kind of want this vibe for this scene. Yeah. And then we go from there. That's what's up. And so when you, um, when you make when you did make when you did make your music um for films is there a process is there a process you did differently when you make scores for films than you do when you're just recording for an album or mixtape or is it the same process for you oh for sure it's totally different dude okay yeah it, it's totally different it's so like what can you like you don't have to go like if you don't want to go too in depth for like um like how does it differ in terms of your creative input yeah yeah that's a good question dude uh I'd say for my stuff there's there's really no time limit you mm-hmm. know like i can put time limits on myself like i'd like to have this done by this time but in the end like my own music it's just it's really free and open for me to just explore like whatever i'm working on and when it feels ready and it feels finished then it's done you yeah know? sometimes it never gets finished dude i've got like hard drives with just like tracks i forgot i recorded i go back and i'm like maybe i should do something with that but probably not um with the movies, it's like we always have a deadline, mm-hmm. you know. So it's like I want to like give myself time to like explore like whatever musical space I'm entering, but I don't want to just like slack off. Yeah, I don't want to slack off, but take your time. Like, I, I don't want to take too much time mm-hmm. because then when the actual work needs to get done, like recording the tracks and mixing and all that, it's like I don't want to feel like that's rushed. Yeah. So it's definitely like a fine balance of like creating and then kind of like putting in the work for it mm-hmm. and from your experience do you think that having that time limit um focuses you better to make a produce better or do you feel like it limit it like limit like once you hear the final version it 
you're like, oh man, I, could, I should have done this better. Like it limits you in terms of your creative. Both, uh -huh. both. I think on a creative level, it's good for me because I tend to take a lot of times or a lot of time to uh, kind of flesh out ideas. So the time limit's good for me because it's like, okay, I know I need to like work out this idea, kind of like settle on parts and yeah. then start recording it. Uh, where the time limit sucks sometimes is in, I'd say in mixing. Because by the time you get all the tracks recorded, you start mixing. And I also like to take a lot of time to make sure everything is perfect. So sometimes I hear like a mix back in a movie. I'm like, ah, oh, like, you know, that guitar part right there, like that little flute section, like could have been like a little bit higher. But I mean, it's, it's good. It's still good. But it's like that perfectionist part of your brain, you know, like whenever you listen back or see something you've done, mm -hmm. you're like, oh man, like, was it really finished? Yeah. Because you got to put into account the cowbells. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Totally, dude. Yeah, that cowbell. So before, you, so before you came to Korea, which you're at now, how many films did you help score? Oh man. Was it? Is it? In the... uh, I think it was like eight, eight, eight. or nine, something around there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you you had like eight, you had like around like nine films finished. I mean, scored for, had a mixtape out, had some other tracks out, album, albums out, and then you came to Korea. Why did you come to Korea? Was your <laughs> was your drive? That's also something I ask all, I, I ask a lot of guests. Like, was your drive to come to Korea? Yeah. Uh, it was. It was a couple of reasons. It was number one, like a change of pace. Mm -hmm. Like, I just needed to like, I just needed to travel, man. That was a. It was. I had a like a really strong desire to travel. I had been around the U.S. and like gone to visit friends in big cities. I was like, this is cool, but I was like, I need to get more outside my element. It was the first time outside of the U.S., right? Yeah, this year. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. I just decided to like move somewhere and live there. Mm -hmm. That would be the best way, you know. It's like if I'm gonna like leave the country, it's like. I want to like get to know a different place. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Korea is like, it's a good step for like your first, like your first, yeah, live. first segue. Cause it's, it's not too different. <laughs> it's different enough, you know, culture wise, but like the kind of like everyday lifestyle is Similar like, amenities. yeah, yeah. So that was cool. Um, and there was like a creative drive behind it too. Like if you get, or personally for me, like if I just like live in a certain space too long, like, the, the music and the art you're doing tends to like reflect that somewhat so like it all like seems similar to me in mm -hmm. a certain way so I was like this was honestly like in my mind I kind of thought this was going to be like a bit of like I don't know like a sabbatical like I was going to like come here and like have all this time I'm like I'm going to be there by myself like I don't know anyone there so I'm going to have all this time to like be creative I'll just like go home and write every day and like mm -hmm. work on music little did I know like how many distractions are over here Fucking friends. Yeah, dude. Worse friends or like obligations with like school and like your Korean friends and everything. Mm -hmm. So little did I know it was a little bit harder to actually get shit done once I got here. Yeah. But I would say like just being in a new place like has helped my music a lot. You mm -hmm. know, just like different way to think about things. Yeah. Right, so before I get into um, <clears throat> sorry, before I get into music here, um, in terms of the music, how, how do you like the sound here in Korea? Because I guess, well, you live in, we live in, we're in Busan right now. Yeah, yeah. And Busan's very laid back. It is. Um, is it reminiscent of, like, Florida, or? It is, dude. Actually, yeah, that's a, it's cool you mentioned that. That's a huge, like, tie in my album. Because mm -hmm. there's one track on the album that I started right before I left. And <clears throat> it was the first thing I came back to when I got here. I was like, let me just see what that sounds like. And it was kind of like a... I can I can only describe it as kind of like a really like 
lazy beachy kind of vibe you know so like a droning or not, drone not droning not droning it's like it's like a minor key beach song mm-hmm. it's got like it kind of sounds like surf guitars in it yeah. like really bright just clean guitars with some echo on it but it's got like this kind of like slow pulsing synthesizer behind it just sounds like you're like i don't know like full moon at the beach kind of thing you know mm-hmm. just like chilling one night but um yeah so i like came back to that track as soon as i moved here and that's what i started working on so that there's like a heavy like kind of like water and beach theme in the album which ties florida to busan yeah new album yeah and i know you you said you're almost finished with the new album yeah i'd say like three quarters mm-hmm. like two thirds three quarters it's it's getting close. close. I'm almost I'm almost done tracking and recording everything. Uh-huh. So then I'll have to like the mixing process is usually like a couple of weeks. And have you it was all by yourself or did you work with any Korean artists or expats or uh, musicians like for help or it's as far as people in Korea, it was all me. Oh, okay. Um but my drummer from my band back in the States, Nate, he I emailed him some tracks and kind of like showed him some ideas I had for the drums and he's a session drummer so he recorded them and then emailed them back to me so Nate will be on the album okay nice yeah and um in your opinion when you came to Busan um how do you like the music scene down here or is there is there a sizable music scene a sizable I, I not that I found uh-huh. um I'll I'll be honest I haven't like been like super into like searching it out you know like there's i've seen like a couple hip-hop shows and you know korean hip-hop's interesting it's pretty cool they get they get they get so into it man but it's like in such a different way than i'm used to like in the states um it's like i don't know like everything in korea has like a little bit like of an element of cuteness to it Mm -hmm. so even with hip-hop like i feel like that's like something that like is not cute where I come from and yeah. then I come here and it's like oh, it's still kind of like a little cute the way they do it you know mm-hmm. that's true yeah <laughs> but it, it was cool it was cool and then like there is like a big like heavy music scene here man like mm-hmm. there's a big like hardcore and like metal scene so a lot of the music I've seen is that which I wasn't listening to a super ton of that stuff before I came over yeah it's more kind of like chill music and like a lot of like I don't know like older artists i guess that i just had not discovered yet Mm -hmm. but um yeah so the busan music scene it's like it's interesting it's kind of like sporadic but if you find one good show it's like it can kind of like fulfill that live music need that you that you've had yeah and like was that when you went to those shows and when you're still like as of now like still putting a fish touches on your album do you feel that recording a new country gave you a like um a different feeling uh in terms of recording or is it similar than yeah. in Florida? Yeah, I mean, no, I wouldn't say it's similar at all. Mm-hmm. Like, the process is similar, sitting down, like, with the instrument or the computer or whatever, like, that is. But, yeah, it's way different, man, because, like, back home, like, I had a studio space at my house. So, I just had this creative area that was very familiar. I had all my instruments, all mm-hmm. my equipment, and, like, it was, it was, like, kind of, like, a maximal setup yeah, yeah and then i came here with like the minimal i came with everything i could fit in, in two bags so um i had to buy a guitar when i got here i had to buy like recording a, a few pieces of recording equipment and that was like the intention is like i wanted to like give myself that like 
creative barrier where it's like okay you had everything now you have like the least amount of stuff to work with like see what you can do with it mm-hmm. so you have more stripped back minimalist aspect of it yeah i mean yeah i wouldn't say the music is necessarily stripped back because of it but the process process, yeah Mm -hmm. it's like i came with like my synth in my duffel bag and then i bought a guitar so like you'll hear on the album uh it's pretty guitar and synth based (laughs) because of that that's cool that's cool and um i mean we get to it a little bit later too it's like um do you do you feel that uh when you go back to florida that you're con- like, do you want music to be like the main folk, like your main career in yeah, the future? Yeah, at this point, I'd like it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, when I go back to Florida, it'll only be for a brief period of time to like tie up some loose ends and then kick it out somewhere new. Yeah. Um, so once I move, you know, and settle down, I'd like to continue recording people, like working as a recording engineer, and definitely like continue with the movie score thing because mm-hmm. I've really been enjoying that. That'd be fun, good. And um, I guess we could segue into tattoos. Um, so like, cause, well, the thing with like uh, you and Ryan who was on a previous episode. Oh, yeah. you, you and Ryan are friends, by the way. Yeah. For yeah, you, for good. audiences, yeah. Um, for better or worse. For better or worse, like uh, Busan especially in Korea is known for tattoo culture. Mm-hmm. American like chopper style uh, motorcycles. <laughs> yeah. A lot of cool shit, but um. How do you like the tattoo scene here? Cause how many tattoos? Have you, have you got any tattoos while here? Yeah, yeah. I've got like... Uh, how many have you gotten here? Four, five? Five? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So almost one a month. Mm-hmm. How do you, oh, so far, um, yeah, like how do you... Because you also um, like sometimes help out... the t- You in the tattoo studio you're with. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to give the name if you don't want. Do you want to give the name? Uh, I mean, I don't... I don't know. This tattoo thing is like weird in Korea because it's like technically illegal. Not legal. I mean, they have an Instagram and shit, so I guess it's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, it's Major Ink Studio <laughs> here in Busan. Um, but yeah, they're good people over there. Mm-hmm. And like, you guys have a good relationship. Like, you help them with their, like their English a little bit. Like in terms of like um, for like uh, talking building a bigger English audience. Yeah, yeah. So you like. A, is it like a trade-off for like you help them with English, they give you like discounts on tattoos? Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Like it's like, we're, we're friends. Like it started like as a friendship mm-hmm. and then it's kind of like, oh, well, you guys are good at English and we're like, yeah, y'all are good at tattoos and it's just like friends do, you know? You, yeah. You know, give a little, take a little. That's nice, that's up. And what do you like, and like traditionally, what do you think, what do you think most tattoo artists in Korea focus on? At least in Busan, what's the style? Man, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. It's very like, here, like, American old school, I guess, like, style is really, it's really big. Mm-hmm. Like, in not only just, like, tattoo style, I'm talking about, like, music, fashion. Like, I've seen a lot of Koreans wearing, like, the, like, old school style jeans. Yeah, and, jeans and, and the mom and jeans, stuff. yeah. Yeah, dude. In the 90s. Like, with the cuff, the big cuff on them and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh... The dude who cuts my hair is, like, really into, like, old school style. Like, he's got, like, the old school, like, apron that, like, was, like, custom, like, sewn for him and everything. Yeah. Like, with the leather straps on it. And, like, they're on the, like, American, like, old school, like, car culture. And, like, yeah, it's it's weird, man. There's a weird mix here. And then, of course, you have, like, a lot of the people who do, like, the Japanese-style tattoos and everything. Um, I do like that. I like the variety here. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, do you why you're still and why you're still in Korea? Like, have you thought of or plan to uh, collaborate with other Korean musicians or 
anything for other artists, Korean artists? Yeah, I you know, I'd like to. I met some guys who own a studio here. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Busan or in Korea? In Busan. Okay. Um, I actually haven't met them in person. My buddy Jesse lives north of Busan, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, I just met these guys like on the street or in the subway or something who own a studio here. And I've been like talking to them on Kakao. I haven't been to their place because it's kind of far from me. But uh, I know they work with a lot of people local. Mm-hmm. So I want to go check out their studio and see what they've got cooking. But it's like, honestly, I've tried to have like limited musical distractions. That way I can like get this album finished. Yeah. And as soon as it's done, then I'll be like, okay, now I can worry about like working with some other people. Um, yeah. Because I thought about maybe like featuring someone on this album you know like working with someone featuring but I was like man I kind of want this to be like my own because I have a lot of ideas I want to get out yeah and then like use that as a new project Mm mm-hmm that's interesting okay and is this um do you already have plans for future albums or like sounds that you want to incorporate after this album yeah there's that always happens man like when you're working on something it's like that's that's pretty cool it's like I don't think I'm gonna use this for not right now yeah this record but maybe you know you just record it and you put it away and that's how like i said that's how you get like hard drives full of like tracks that either are finished or unfinished um and some things just aren't right for what you're working on you know Mm -hmm. it's like it doesn't really fit the the feel of the record yeah that's awesome okay all right chris i think that's a good place to Stop off at. All right, cool. We have, to get, we have to get food. It's my, bar- it's my birthday. Yeah, it's man. My birthday. I'm it's, hungry. T- it's time to start your birthday. <laughs> All right. Oh, before you go, since it's my birthday episode, um, do you have any? You're Fernando, because Fernando, you have not talked at all. Mm-hmm. You're not putting any input. <laughs> you're not, I mean, you're, you're, you're not, I don't expect you to, because it's not your podcast episode anymore, but you guys have any advice for being 25, 2025? Oh, man, here we go. <laughs> um, just like, and Fernando, if you have any comments, just come close to the mic. We have any um, any words of wisdom or, you know, um, man, I wish I could remember some of those awesome quotes about growing up that Ryan had on his podcast. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, not really, dude. You're a solid guy. You've got it going on. Just uh, keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, 25 is a good age, man. It's a good age. You're right in the middle of the 20s. 20s are some good years you're not like young and stupid at that age anymore but you're also not totally like where you think you're gonna be yeah i'm scared now because i have to be i have to have dig- dig- like dignity upon myself i think it's for like the past like five years i always thought like once you turn 25 you have to start having dignity because people expect that from you at 25 a little bit and, and like you're, you're a man yeah cool you're cool. a full-grown man yeah my brain is fully full de- grown. like my brain has man. my brain is fully developed at this point Mm-hmm. Like no, no excuses. No excuses. You're out of excuses. <laughs> There's always excuses, though. Always excuses. That's cool. But yeah, yeah, man. I mean, it's just I don't know. Twenty five is like they say. Like I don't want to be cliche and be like it's only a number, but it is, dude. The older you get, the less like those numbers mean, or sometimes more. It depends like how you think about it. I. I don't let the number get to me yeah. because, like, I don't know, you're always the same you, but you're just a, a hopefully a better version of that every year, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I guess unless you have a real shit year and, like, you just, like, go off the deep end. It's like, oh, damn, birthday's tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it's like, 
you just have like some like major backslide mm -hmm. but i feel like everyone's like doing the best they can whether it's a lot or a little so every year is like it's always better yeah. you know and like the number it seems like it's like compounding on each other like every year it's like oh shit now i'm fucking now i'm 26 now i'm 27 but things are getting better so like the accumulation of age isn't really like affecting like who you are as much as you think it is mm -hmm. in a negative way that is yeah but yeah, man. Happy birthday. Thanks thank for you. having me. Thanks for, thank, thank you for being on. I was really, like, I was scared at first. I remember we're trying to do, we're trying to do this, so this interview. Yeah. It's like no time. Yeah. So I'm glad we got it. We got it, like, done right now. It's really nice. Yeah, man. It was fun. It's good to be Your on. birthday present. You know, I, I told you, like, yesterday, like, my, for my birthday weekend, I just want to give. Yeah. You know, I don't <laughs> yeah, want any I don't, I don't want, I mean, I, I'm not expecting any presents. I'm just trying to give more or let go of more. Those two ideologies. But yeah. That's cool, man. We came full circle this morning. I know. I like it. Thank you for the tea, too. Lavender tea. Oh, yeah, dude. It's very nice. Yeah. It's Except to finish it off, too. It's very herby. It's so strong, though. Mm-hmm. That's a punch. All right. Chris, thank you for being on the podcast. Yeah, man. Hope you can come on in future episodes. Oh, yeah. Maybe when the album comes out, we'll, like... We'll come back and wrap it up. Do some or, press. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do some, <laughs> do some press on the Chrysalis <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Oh, and is there any track of yours that we that you want us to go out to? Because um, I guess I didn't ask you first yet. Um, oh yeah, we didn't talk. Um, yeah, is, uh, is, there, is there any music of yours on public domain to use for the podcast, or any demos that you have, or yeah, sides? yeah? Uh, there's my Bandcamp to hear. Um, oh yeah, tell people about yeah, tell people all about yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, is, is it cool if I plug here? A yeah, no, plug. No, sorry, before I got all about that. Plug away. Plug uh, away. All right. So there's my Bandcamp. It's. Uh, uh, how do they do their address? Bandcamp or chriswilkie.bandcamp.com. Mm -hmm. How do you spell Wilkie? Uh, W-I-L-K-E-Y. Okay. And same for SoundCloud. It's soundcloud.com slash chriswilkie. Mm -hmm. um, SoundCloud's mainly got all my movie score stuff on there. And the Bandcamp is more like my personal page. Yeah. And yeah, the album will be up on both when I'm finished. Probably here in a couple months. Nice, nice. Cool. And... um. So, are there any tracks I could use? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't have, na I don't have names for the new ones. Okay. But uh, I'll give you kind of like, I'll hook you up with like a rough mix of, of one of them. All right. That will be at the end of this podcast. All right. Cool. <laughs> nice. All right, Chris. Once again, thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you, Fernando. <laughs> Giving input. <laughs> this is the Chrisless Network. Signing off.